0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Vikings soar in the latest ESPN power rankings, but what's the biggest concern moving forward despite their 4-1 and one start? Plus, where the T-Wolves project in the Western Conference, it's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk.
1: 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson covers the Twin City sports scene non-stop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you going to do to me? Instant analysis. Yanked. Out you go. Post game breakdowns and red hot takes. The Timberwolves need a stick. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with Superior Sports Talk. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And
0: it starts now back in the lab reggie and luke back at it another episode superior sports talk presented by lockdown sports minnesota it's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything minnesota sports find us streaming on your roku or amazon fire stick devices all you got to do is look out for our lockdown sports minnesota app download that that's reggie wilson on twitter at reggie wilson tv and on care 11. Tuesday Reg, week five, officially in the books. Vikes are four and one at top of the NFC North. We got NBA and NHL right around the corner. How are we feeling?
1: Man, this is a wonderful time of the year. I've been here for a little more than one year now here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And this time of year is what you thank your lucky stars for. Really, I don't think my lucky stars. This is why I thank God for. <laughs> Uh, because this was part of the intrigue for taking the job, being able to cover mm-hmm. these sports and all of them at one time. It's just a great time. You got, like you said, wolves, wild mm-hmm. Vikings, gophers all going right now. It's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, a lot of excitement around a lot of those teams that you just mentioned, too. And as far as the weather goes, hoodie and shorts weather for me, man. I I just absolutely love it. See, okay, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, (laughs) let's Mm -hmm. break that down for just a second here. Mm -hmm. So I've never understood that. So are you cold up top, but warm, (laughs) down low? Like, how does that work? Why? Why? Well, it's like, wouldn't it it, it correspond that you would wear a long sleeve and then longer pants as well like how does the hoodie work with well, the shorts like I feel let like me break it's it. it's, an it's a great
0: now. question it's a great question let me break it down okay, okay. Uh, uh, first of all I do run hot just in general I run hot but okay. you need layers <laughs> you need layers up top because sometimes you start out cold you start moving around a little bit maybe you walk outside oh it's a little bit nicer outside than I thought it was gonna be uh-huh. you got those layers boom you take out the hoodie strap it around the waist you're good to go but you got options up there but just in general okay. yeah run hot I'm not ready for the jeans. I'm not ready for the sweatpants. I'm not ready for all that quite yet. Trust me. Calm okay. before the storm. You know the frozen tundra is right around the
1: corner and won't be long. That's true. But the legs would be hey, cold plenty- to me, I feel like. You know. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you're a rookie still. It's only, what, your team figure. <laughs> you're you're a rookie. You'll get it. You'll figure it out. Just follow the veteran, all right? Plenty to get into. Follow along. Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. And on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at On. M-I-N. And remember, we're a podcast too, free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it. We got it. tons of great choices over there. There's the Ron Johnson Show. There's the Football Party Mondays and Thursdays. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor, hit the subscribe button, and drop us a five-star review. Speaking of YouTube, every day I go post a new poll up on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube community page. Yesterday, I posed the question, what we talked about yesterday. Who was the unsung hero of the Vikings' victory over the Bears? I just want to run through the results with you here real quick here, Reg. Unsung hero, okay. so that means no JJ, no Kirk, even Cam Dansler. All obvious studs and performances Sunday. Looking mm-hmm. for the games within the game, though, the under-the-radar guys, the four choices I threw up there, the unsung heroes were Irv Smith, KOC, mm-hmm. the offensive line, Or the running game, as you called out yesterday. Irv Smith finished last, just 5% of the votes. The running game finished third with 18%. Hmm. Not far ahead of them. At 22%, was KOC, and the number one vote getter with over half your votes, the offensive line, 55%. And I get it. Like, this is without a doubt the best Vikings offensive line we've seen here in over a decade plus, hands down. So there's a lot of excitement. Here's what Adam Thielen had, and they're young. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Here's what Adam Thielen had to say about the group on the KFAN Power Trip Morning Show Quote, honestly, and no offense to the guys I've played with. It's the best group I've ever been around. There's not a lot of dumb penalties. They're paving the way. Some of the double teams coach has shown us on film, they're just dominating up front. So, Reg, here's my question. It's four of the five same guys from last year, 80% of Mm -hmm. the unit, exactly the same. They're getting drastically far better results. So is it really just the addition of one guy, Ed Ingram, that's helped everything click? Or is there something else that's helped them take such a big step forward
1: from last year? For one, I think it's growth and maturation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. KOC has been high and heavy in his praise for Chris Cooper. You know, Chris Cooper was a, a a nice offensive lineman for years in this league. He knows what it takes to be good. He's played with some, some great quarterbacks and some great offenses out there in Denver, I remember. And he's a guy that is helping kind of get this line to be where they need to be. He's installing the system. He He's doing what it is that KLC wants to do on the offense. The, the thing is, is they still haven't reached the pinnacle yet because we still haven't seen them clear the way for a 100-yard rusher, you know, a single performance from Dalvin Cook, from Madison. You know, they've gone over 100 collectively before this season, but we still don't have that 100-yard season from Dalvin Cook yet. And so I think that is something that is still to be worked on. But when you look at it, I think it's also just the growth and maturation of this line. You know, Ezra Cleveland, he has another year under his belt. Garrett Bradbury, he's playing with house money. He's like, look, they didn't offer Mm -hmm. me that fifth-year option, so, like, I'm just going to go out here and ball. You know, I think nothing is more indicative of Garrett Bradbury's um, ascent, if you will, this season than the – man that was the most improbable fourth quarter qb sneak that like i don't i wasn't expecting it i don't know if anybody else in the stadium was expecting it anybody else watching was expecting it but he just rolled garrett bradbury's booty into the end zone for that for that touchdown and it was just like wow like okay that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna do it like he has trust that Bradbury is gonna do what he needs to do. And then you add Ed Ingram into the mix. Grades well more as a, a, a run blocker, I think, at this point than mm-hmm. you know a pass blocker, but he's mm-hmm. growing, man. Like as a rookie, the team having confidence enough to put him on that line and allow him to work and allow him to grow and is not biting them in the butt. And and you know, Brian O'Neill is just a consummate professional. Really can't say enough about Christian Darius's development in his second year. Like this dude looks like the real deal. Robert Quinn is, in my opinion, you know, I'm I'm of the the St. Louis Rams ilk, and you know, Robert Quinn had 20, 21 sacks in a season before. I think Robert Quinn is on his way to the Hall of Fame as, mm-hmm. a, defense, uh, as yeah, a defensive, as a top 10 end.
0: pick for the Rams way back in the day, right?
1: Wonderful, wonderful edge rusher. Like, the dude is, like I said, on his way to the hall, right? Mm-hmm. saw pancaked him. Like, you don't see that that type of flapjack at Cracker Barrel on a Saturday <laughs> morning. You know what I mean? Like, IHOP is not flipping him up like that on a day-to-day basis. Like, he dominated. Dominated, Kenny. <laughs> like, he went over there, and there was one play in particular where... Not only did he block Quinn, he just was like, you know what? I'm, we're going to the ground with it and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to just impose my will on you and I'm going to put my whole body weight on you and we're going to the ground. Like he pancaked him so hard. I thought that the, the refs were going to throw a flag for roughing the passer based on what we've seen the last two days. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just ridiculous, the growth and development that Derisaw had with the expectations that were kind of placed on him this season. People talking about, oh, he could be like Trent Williams and all this stuff. He's done nothing but answer the bell. He's playing so well. He's putting this chain on Kirk Cousins and helping him play better with, with more swagger. Like, this offensive line is humming right now. I think they're being coached up very well, but I also think that they are maturing as these years have gone along, they play with the type of synergy of a line that's played together for years and years and years. And this particular unit as itself, this is the first year that they've all played together. And it's just, it's, it's poetry in motion.
0: Yeah, PFF numbers off the charts. Here's the Vikings O-line per PFF. Christian Darrisaw, number two tackle in the NFL. Bradbury, wow. number 10 center. He's a top 10 center. Ezra Cleveland, wow. the number 11 guard. And Brian O'Neill, the number 13 tackle. Sunday pressures allowed versus the Bears. Darrisaw zero pressures on your boy Robert Quinn. Garrett Bradbury, zero pressures allowed. Ezra Cleveland, say it with me. Zero pressures allowed. <laughs> That's just unbelievable, man. Like We just never thought, heading into the year, we thought, yeah, man, a lot of young talent. Hopefully, like you mm-hmm. said, they're going to take another uh, step in progression, development. There are a lot of young guys, but nobody saw this coming, and and you're right, 66,000 mm-hmm. people at the U.S. Bank were shocked to see Kirk Cousins take that QB sneak right behind Garrett Bradbury into the end zone. Playing next to Ed Ingram clearly isn't hurting. He's been solid, as you mentioned, in the run game. Still a work in progress in the past game, but Still feels like the real deal. Feels like an NFL guard that they found in the second round. I told you my bold take during training camp, this guy was going to be a starter for the next 10 years. Because even though I didn't love the pick, I thought like, whoa, that's pretty high. I said, you don't draft a guard in the second round unless you think he's a stud. And their evaluation has paid off. And I think you got to give some props here. To Rick Spielman. Love him or hate the guy, he's the one who handpicked those guys. Brian O'Neill, Garrett Bradbury, there's all those guys, but he wasn't around long enough to see fruits of his labor payoff. To ESPN, we go weekly tradition, checking out on the latest NFL power rankings. Reg, you're not going to believe this. I actually scrolled right past the Vikes because I just assumed (laughs) they'd be, you know, in the bottom 10 early teens. I said, what the heck? Where are they? They can't be this low. I had to scroll all the way back up because your Minnesota Vikings are now number four on the list ahead of teams like the Cowboys, Niners, Ravens, Packers, and even the Bucks. Kevin Seifert wrote this. It's kind of all sunshine and rainbows right now. Season's been a lot of fun. They're winning. But they better figure out how to step on the gas and hold some late leads if they want to continue to stay hot, knowing full well it's likely not sustainable to keep winning games the way they have. I will say, though, Reg, Mm -hmm. although I agree it's not sustainable, I think we all agree that it should go unsaid that the offense and defense with brand-new systems in place, new coaches, are both gradually getting better week by week. Offense more than the defense on paper right now, but theory stays the same. Thoughts on the rankings and the Vikes' ability to keep getting stronger on both sides of the ball as this season moves
1: on. You know what's interesting is is confidence is a mother, you know. Mm-hmm. Confidence is really something in this league, and the more and more they grit these wins out. I know it's not necessarily the the most fun, you know, for fans. You know, I, I know some of them were just like, just put the darn game away, play with the lead, and coast this one out, like for a change. But can't do it. At the it's same the NFL, time, man.
0: Can't do it. They yeah. all got to be close games, apparently.
1: Yeah, apparently so. But what's encouraging is, is each one of these times gives them confidence. And there's something to be said about confidence and swagger of a team. It really does something for, for a team to be able to play out there and and be, you know, loose and, and really have that belief in themselves that no matter what happens, they're gonna have a chance to win the game at the end. And that probably helps them play better as well. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's a, a helpful thing out there for them. You know what's interesting to uh one of your last points before you brought up this question. Mm-hmm. You say you gave some credit to Rick Spielman for what you know he did before unfortunately having to exit the situation. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, Luke, because how many times have we seen that? Look at what the Giants are doing. That team Mm -hmm. is largely the same from last season, you know, give or take a few pieces, bring in new head coach, Brian Dayball. Look at them four and one right now. You Mm -hmm. think about the Cleveland Browns when Freddie Kitchens was the head coach talent off the charts on that team, off the charts, couldn't win. Enter Kevin Stefanski. What do they do? Go to the playoffs. You look at the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, the last few years in St. Louis under Jeff Fisher, that team was as talented as any team in the league. The defensive uh, players that they had, you know, back then it was Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Robert Quinn, Chris Long Mm -hmm. on -hmm. that front. You had Alec Ogletree. You had on the defensive back end, you had Tremaine Johnson, Janoris Jenkins, like (sighs) Ball Hawk.
0: All first rounder, second round picks. All yeah,
1: of, like it was ridiculous. Of Offensive line was solid. You, you know, mm-hmm. you back then. I think you know Sam Bradford. Then it was Nick Foles mm-hmm. as quarterback, Case Keenum as quarterback, Todd Gurley Not getting it together. Yeah, Todd Gurley was a rookie, first year in uh, the last year in St. Louis. He was a rookie there. They enter Sean McVay, humming. All of a sudden, that's a Super Bowl team. You know, they go to the Super Bowl, they lose it, but then they end up back in the Super Bowl a few years Mm -hmm. later. Granted, they've added a few all-star level pieces to the mix, but that first Mm -hmm. year of Sean McVay, he made that team look like a football team. And what was interesting about this situation is, you know, maybe the the Zimmerisms got stale on this football team. Kevin O'Connell comes in with his new coaching staff, with this new regime, infuses some life, and, and some energy, some fire into this group. They seem to just be playing differently. We talked to Dalvin, we ran a Dalvin soundbite yesterday uh, at five o'clock on Care 11. And he was just like, Last year, we weren't pulling these games out. He was like, It, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was we know, funny. Dalvin. Uh, we shot. Yeah, yeah, we know. Exactly. We, we it was it. funny how he was talking about it because he was just like, Man, last year was crazy. He was like, <laughs> It was crazy. It tells he you like, how bad things we got in that this.
0: locker room towards the yeah. end, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. He said, last year we weren't doing this. This year, mm-hmm. we're pulling these games out. And that gives them a lot of confidence. Now, what this article said, you know, it's great that they're up from number seven to number four. That's great. I asked the question, I continue to ask, are they for real? And this article, you know, this little blur from Kevin Seifert really kind of puts it into perspective they're going to have to play a full complete game at some point because you you just wonder like i said it continues to grow confidence when you are able to eke out some of these wins like this and and come from behind fashion it gives you confidence but at some point it's like well you play with fire enough at some point it's like ah shoot like you know you got me now where's the butter Mm -hmm. i need some butter to put on this thing you know like at some point you get burned And at some point, you don't want to see them get burned. You would hope that the confidence just turns into them just jumping over teams or jumping on teams and keeping the foot on the gas for four quarters because, you know, they come out, they have these, you know, Justin Jefferson looked like he was on pace for uh, 100 receptions and 1,000 yards in that game on Sunday against the Bears alone. And then the second half, you know, when it got into the fourth quarter, he didn't have a catch in that second half up until that point. And so you're like, well, what happened? Like, what what happened with the game plan? Like, what happened to staying aggressive? Like, they keep having these lulls where they don't play four full quarters of footballing. You would hope that the confidence that they're building in some of these wins just allows them to, you know, parlay that into, Four complete quarters of football, but right. I think that's the that's the scary part about it. It's just like man, like they they're winning these games in in spite of themselves, and in spite of some of this this defensive struggles that you thought wouldn't necessarily be the case. I know maybe there was a little bit of a question mark about the defensive back end, but you know even with the the pressure or lack of pressure that they are getting on a game to game basis, I don't think we necessarily expected that. When you look at guys like Hunter and Smith on the outside, and you know, a guy like Wanam spelling them, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips, they've been outstanding along that front. But, you know, their job isn't really to to create sacks and, you know, maybe maybe, you know, force some pressures a little bit, but that's not their job. That's what the edge department is for, you know, Zadarius and and Daniil. And I think you just want to see a little bit more production from them that maybe will make you breathe a little bit easier about this team ceiling this season.
0: It's so funny, our expectations going in. Were, what you mentioned, the back end, ah, a little worried about that. That might be a little sketchy. But not worried about the front end. They should get pressure, Sedarius Hunter, Wanham. Well, they've kind of been a little inconsistent to say the least, and in the back end, Pat Peace hold his own, Harrison Smith looks like the same old Harrison Smith, and Cam Dansler through five weeks. Yeah, sure, a little inconsistent like they all have been, but when he's been on, yeah. man, he's been outstanding and kind of see some of the old traits that Mike Zimmer, the cornerback guru taught him, and he's just starting to flourish mm. now in his third year. How about where the Vikes fit in the NFC? Because remember, kind of a weak conference to start this year, everyone said it was wide open this year. Certainly feels mm-hmm. like that is the case compared to years past. Bucks, Rams, Packers—the three big favorites—the past two, three, four years—they're all struggling out the gate. Meanwhile, you've got the Eagles undefeated, Cowboys are red hot, Giants are the big surprise team, Niners are always in the mix. They're all looking like mm-hmm. serious contenders. Where do the Vikes fit in, though, in this NFC?
1: They're in the mix. I feel like the NFC mm-hmm. is wide open, man. Feels you look like at it. these teams, yeah, and and I don't know that you trust any of them per se like i think there's question marks for all of them you know the rams look putrid right now the the bucks they won, but it's just like something about them is off. You know, Brady's all skinny, going through all these personal problems mm-hmm. off the field, and you know he's got Antonio Brown trolling them on Twitter and stuff. Like, good lord, what is going Dude, on? Go there? eat a
0: cheeseburger, man. Like, what's or something? Lay off that TB twelve diet for like like forty eight yeah. hours. Really? what's going yeah.
1: on? Yeah, just indulge a little bit, bruh. Like, yeah. come on. And you know, you look at the Packers they got problems. Who are they going to throw to? You know, it, it's, it's interesting looking at how big of a game Devonte Adams had last night. Mm. And you look at the struggles that Rogers had toward the end of that game in London on Sunday. You're like, wow. It's almost like the two of them worked well together. Weird. A concept. Huh? Crazy. Hmm. But it's interesting to see the struggles that, that both of them are having right now he's on a Raiders team that is terrible right now and Rodgers is you know they're they're in the mix they're doing okay but they still haven't figured out this passing game quite yet and so you look at that you know the 49ers you're like okay they they look solid but then you're like well do you really trust Jimmy G at the end of the day like can you trust him I think there's something to be said about all of the teams that are like in contention in the NFC. The Giants are 4-1, and one, but it kind of feels like fool's gold right now. You, you mm-hmm. don't really trust that. I think the Vikings, you, you can kind of trust because the offense looks good and the defense is, is, you know, bend but don't break or whatever, you know, getting takeaways when it matters most. That's cool. I think you do trust them a little bit more just because you're like, wow, like at the end of the day, like, I think they have the most, if not as much talent as maybe like a Tampa does when you look Mm -hmm. at the team across the board. But it's just a matter of them getting coached up and them not stubbing their toe against, uh, you know, teams that they should be rolling over. So I put the Vikings right there in the mix It's just a matter of, you know, if they are going to do what they need to do, like I said, put something together for four quarters and do it consistently.
0: Yeah, you want to see them against another good litmus test like a team like the Eagles, obviously Mm -hmm. Miami this week. Buffalo Bills coming up soon. Cowboys at home in a few weeks. Plenty of good tests on the schedule still remain. Again, Vikes take on Miami this week. Noon game means Kirk should ball out once again. Both teams waiting to hear (laughs) word on the status of Tua for Sunday's contest because if he can't go, that means Skylar Thompson, the third stringer rookie from Kansas State, would be the starter with Teddy Bridgewater now out as well. Plenty more Vikes. Vikes NFL talk to get into. Next, we're getting into our Wolves preview and where they fit in the Western Conference. But first, Vikes Super Bowl odds moved to 14-1 to after the win. Currently, Vegas has the Vikings favored by one against Miami. Obviously, the availability of Tua will be a major factor in that. So make sure to keep tabs and check those odds out and more with bet online betonline.net fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games stats news and info you want it they got it nfl mlb nba even mma and ufc bet online makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs go to betonline.net today to learn more that's betonline.net where the game starts and remember when you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts, Sam and Ron talk football every day in the Ron Johnson show, Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on the Superior Sports Talk, and the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review or find our videos on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, and let us know. Know what you think and also find us streaming now on your roku or amazon Fire Stick devices look out and download our locked on sports minnesota app there as well all right to basketball we go wolves went 3-0 sunday with a 119-117 win over the clippers no rudy Ann Edwards led the team in minutes. Nas Reed led the team, 20 points, 11 boards. Cat put up 19 and 6. Before we get into how the West should shape out, did you catch this one? Any quick thoughts about the Wolves and how they've looked through the preseason? Anything standing out to you thus far? Still trying to figure out what this team's going to look like.
1: Yeah, Wolves look good. I think at some point before next week, um, the opener, I think we would love to see all five of the guys that are going to start the season together play together for at least a little bit you know um what we've seen is just kind of a ragtag of of guys you know early on we didn't see rudy or cat or d then we got d back and he played with rudy but no cat and then now we got cat back but rudy didn't play and so you know i think fans are just kind of eager to see like what is this thing going to look like with these two twin towers Like, you you like to see some of the production that they've had from, like, you know, Austin Rivers, Brent Forbes, Kyle Anderson, you know, Nas Reed, Jalen Noel. Like, those guys have looked solid so far this preseason, and those guys are going to be keeps for them uh, this season when you talk about some of those second and third units that are going to come out into the floor. You know, Cat and Rudy are not going to play together every freaking minute of every game. And so, you want to see those guys do well. The maturation and growth of a guy like Anthony Edwards, he looks like he's about to take that next step forward. And that's exciting if you're a Wolves fan. And so look, nothing really too much to glean from these preseason games other than, okay, looking good. Glad to see Skinny Cat back out there. You know, he's got the, the shedded weight, you know, thanks to the, the, the illness that he suffered a, a couple weeks ago look fine came out there you know struggled a little bit early on but then it was like oh he found the stroke he found his game finished with 19 six boards just like okay all right i've seen all i need to see cat looks like cat let's let's roll into this regular season and and i think we're just eager and excited to see all five of them play together and and see what it looks like so that you can kind of get a little bit of confidence headed into the season you know what you want it to look like. But until you really see it, you just don't really know, especially because, as we keep saying, as the league is zigging, the Wolves are mm-hmm. zagging with this big lineup. So. I think you're excited about what they can do. You just are eager to see what it actually looks like.
0: Good points there. I want to touch in, like we talked about Vikes in the NFC. I want to touch on the Wolves and where they land in the West. But first, time for a midday snack. Grab a Built Bar. Built Bar made with collagen protein so it's easily digestible and provides tons of health benefits. Each bar just has 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, packing the perfect punch of nutrition and taste. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a built bar. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com, use promo code lockedon15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code lockedon15. Yeah, ESPN came out with their NBA preview. When it came to like the West, they've got the Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets, cream of the crop. And then when it came to the mm-hmm. second tier, they got this Suns, Grizzlies, Mavs. Pelicans and the Wolves, all favorites for those next five spots in the West. That's your eight teams heading in. That's a lot of teams. And the T Wolves probably have the most attention as you just kind of dove into a little bit of any of those second-tier teams given all the offseason moves and the changes. Where do you think the Wolves fit in when it comes to the West and of those second tier teams? Who kind of scares you the most? Who do you think is the best of those second tier teams?
1: You know, the second tier is is interesting because, you know, when you look at how the Grizzlies finished Like Mm -hmm. okay, like Mm -hmm. and they really kind of put a blueprint together of putting a big line up there. If you remember when they played against the Wolves, they had two bigs that they were playing consistently in that playoff series. And you're like, Oh, okay, all right, maybe, maybe they saw a little bit of that and were like, Okay, we can make something work. And our guys are a little bit more athletic. You know, they have a little bit more skills than, you know, uh, who was it? It was like Xavier Tillman Mm. and and Jaron Jackson playing, you know, alongside each other. But what's interesting about it is I think this article is apprehensive to put the Wolves in that first tier just because, like, they really haven't done it yet. And also, we just don't know what it's going to look like. But I do think that if they can reach their potential, they could be a, a contender in the West. You know, it's interesting, you know, the, the Suns, the, the Clippers. The Clippers, I think, are going to be an interesting team to watch because they were in the play-in game without Kawhi, without Paul George for a good part of that season. He tore his elbow up. And when you look at it, like, Ty Lue is a fantastic head coach. They got Kawhi back. They added John Wall. John Wall, I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch him at any any point uh, Sunday night against the Wolves, but it was just like, whoa, like, John Wall may not be the John Wall of old, but it's like, oh, man, like, he's got something going here. And how his game has matured, you know, kind of like a Derrick Rose at this point in his career. But John Wall still looks like he has some juice. And that team is a a little scary. It's a little scary. So if you look at that top tier in the West, you know, I'm a Lakers guy. I still think you got to put the Lakers in there, especially if Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. is going to be healthy. Um, That's always the big if, though, with him. Not really sure how Russell Westbrook is going to play into this whole thing. They've really gone after these these guards that really kind of seem to make Russell Westbrook obsolete, grabbing Pat Bev, also Schroeder. And so I'm interested to see, like, how this thing shapes out. But I think the Wolves have a chance. The Wolves have as good a chance as anybody in the West because I don't think this West is, like, anybody's for the taking. When you look at that top tier, you do look at Phoenix. You do look at the Clippers. You know, maybe you take the Mavs a little bit more seriously. Obviously, the Warriors are still the champs, even with their drama right now. But I I think the the Wolves have a chance. You know, that's what I really want to see, though. The Warriors are good for that small ball lineup. And they do get James Wiseman back. And I do think they have a plan for him. But they won the championship last year without James. And without, like, he was not there all season. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, put Kavon Looney and and Wiseman together. Do they play them together? And if they do, how does a team like the Wolves match up against those guys? Because I think I would take over Wiseman and Looney, I would take Cat and Rudy in a heartbeat. Like, those guys are top tier. And so if you look at it from that standpoint, now you're looking at guard play. Now you're looking at, you know, D'Lo, the former Warrior, you know, against a guy like Steph against, you know, uh, you got Ant against guys like Clay, And, you know, Jaden McDaniels having a matchup, you know, against a guy like Wiggins. And so when you look at that matchup, you're like, okay. Like if it goes to a seven-game series, I think the the Wolves can compete against a team like the Warriors. But I'm not sure how how much you know they can compete and how much they can beat a team like that. It just it remains to be seen. But man, isn't it exciting though, around mm-hmm. here to have a team where you're just like, wow, like they could do something this year. You know, they could possibly be like a a 60 win team and and get into the playoffs and possibly win a series for the first time in several thousand years, it feels like.
0: <laughs> uh Zach Lowe's breakdown on ESPN. Awesome, man. Here's a two or three of my favorite little tidbits. Rudy Gobert, massively better finisher than Jared Vanderbilt. The real variable in their starting five is Jaden McDaniels providing enough shooting. He also goes on to say Wolves have the rare luxury of staggering in groups of twos for complementary offensive threats and ant. Towns, Gobert, and obviously D'Lo. And then finally, the real Mm -hmm. test of the Gobert trade comes in the playoffs, but the Wolves should be a cinch to get there with a real chance at home court in round one. A lot of excitement around this team right now. (laughs) Wednesday tip-off, Lakers, another late one, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Rest assured, Reggie and I will be back here Thursday to break it all down. All right, that's a wrap today. Back tomorrow, breaking down more Vikes, NFL, T-Wolves. Remember to like, rate, review, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms. Subscribe, drop us a five-star review, and find us streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Look out for our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Reggie Wilson, on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV. End up on Care 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out.
1: Be blessed. Spread love today.